Welcome. You're listening to the Making the Shift podcast, where you learn how to go from employee to CEO and build a wildly successful coaching or yoga business. I built my coaching business while working as a teacher, and now I'm obsessed with helping other women do the same. Each week, I will teach you high-level mindset and business strategies that you can implement right away. I'm your host, life and business coach, Denise Vinieri. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm going to start today's episode with a quote. I'm sure some of you have heard this quote before, but I wanted to share it here on the podcast. And it is a quote by Marion Williamson from A Return to Love, Reflections on the Principles of A Course in Miracles. She says in this quote, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Now, before I go into why I wanted to share this quote, if the word God does not sit with you, it can be the God of your own understanding. It can be universe, divine, source, the feminine, whatever word you prefer to insert there. Please don't let this take away from the overall meaning of the quote. So I wanted to start this episode with this quote. I had heard this a long, long time ago while taking a yoga class. It was actually with one of the best yoga teachers that I have ever come to take class with and have the pleasure to do multiple trainings with. I consider her one of my mentors. And she read it to us while we were in Shavasana. So if you are not familiar with yoga, the last pose is a resting pose. It's the reprieve after having moved your body for some length of time. You moved energy around. There was maybe physical exertion. So Shavasana at the end is a moment for introspection, something that is often hard for our culture to do on a whim, right? So to just sit down and meditate or to sit down and practice some self-reflection and introspection, there are times that are better to do that. So first thing in the morning is a good time because you just woke up and you know you haven't had the stimulus of your external environment. Right before going be- to bed, your body is naturally getting into relaxation mode as it prepares to send you off to sleep. So how do we cultivate this whenever we want? It takes practice and discipline, but another way to do that is through yoga. Yoga is very good and very effective at consciously and intentionally cultivating a space and time for introspection. It prepares the mind by and the body by moving energy around and allowing the body and the mind to come to a state of presence. And it's in that state of presence that you can then therefore be introspective. So it's a really good time in Shavasana to kind of layer these little teachings or 
words of wisdom because you're just more open and more receptive to that. So not all the, not every yoga teacher will read something during this time. They might read a little snippet of something and then be quiet, but sometimes, you know, sometimes they do. And they might do it after Shavasana too. You're just a little more open. So it's, it's often during this phase of a yoga class where we are open, we are more receptive. So I distinctly remember the first time I heard this quote, I remember crying. And yes, people do cry in yoga. A lot of my clients have cried in my, in, in classes and I know I have. So it touched me deeply. And it was really because I think in that moment, it was pure truth. It was absolutely pure truth. So eloquent and so simple. And I had forgotten this quote for a few years. You know, it's, I know who she is and she's in my, you know, Marian Williamson is a, is a thought leader in her own right. And, um, you know, I don't read her, her work, you know, uh, on a regular basis. So it was very interesting that I had kind of forgotten this quote and a former client of mine sent it to me literally word for word, copy and pasted this quote to me. And then I heard it a few days later after that on a podcast. So it just got me thinking, right? You know, if you hear something you haven't heard in a very long time and it's twice in a 48 hour span, maybe there is some little work for, for you to do, right? So I didn't want to ignore that. So I actually sat down to really pay attention to the quote. And I think that, you know, obviously the words of wisdom that we hear, books that we read, lessons we, you know, lessons that we learn with mentors, those things often don't change, right? The words in the book don't change. The words in the quote don't change, but I am a different person now than I was a few years ago. So I have changed. And so I was able to read this quote through just another lens. And it really got me thinking too, how if I got this sent to me, you know, twice in, in a very short span, it just reminded me of how many signs there are around us, lessons and nudges and little things that are given to us gently. And sometimes we ignore them, right? We're human, but I didn't want to ignore this one. So I sat with this quote and again, you know, I had this idea as I was reading the quote to do a podcast on expansion and contraction, right? And so expansion is when we expand into a version of ourselves that literally makes us proud. It will scare the shit out of us, but it also will make us very proud. And so what that does for others, according to Marianne Williamson, and what I have seen to be definitely true is that it, it will, our expansion will do that for other people, like people we know, like our partners, our children's, our neighbors, and people we don't even know that follow us on the internet. Just seeing your expansion gives them permission to dream, gives them permission to think about what is an expansive version of themselves and how can they step into that? I mean, how incredible is that? right? Like I have another mentor, Brooke Castillo, who talks about this all the time that we can become, she wants to be an example of what is possible. And I think these two quotes, uh, these two people and their, and their philosophies 100% work very well together, right? Are we being examples of what is possible? Are you being an example of what is possible for you and your legacy and really not just for you and your family, but are you being an example of what is possible? Just period. Right. And I think that the reason we don't do those things, we don't expand as Marianne Williamson's quote suggests, right. You know, we play small because 
uh, you know, she says there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. Like it really speaks to the internal conflict that all human beings have, right? That every time you think to do something that is bigger than where you are now, you're going to have thoughts about it. Lots and lots and lots of thoughts that might make you question that shift, but it's also human nature to do that. So if you've ever felt like you're too much or who do you think you are to do X, Y, Z, right? Or that you quote unquote, need to be realistic, be onto yourself that that's a part of you that's contracting, in other words, staying small. And now one could argue, of course, that everyone is on an individual journey. But I always think about these people who have great ideas and then they just kind of sit on them. I've been there. <laughs> so like they barely whisper like they barely whisper them. They barely whisper their idea out of their own brain and out into the ether. And then they'll have a series of thought of thoughts about why not now, why they can't do it yet, that they aren't ready or that it's not actually a good idea, right? Only to see that very same thing made manifest by someone else, someone else achieving the very thing that they wanted. And this reminds me of another amazing book by Elizabeth Gilbert called Big Magic because she talks about creativity being like these little downloads from the universe. Now, she does talk about it through the artist lens, but as a business owner, we're creatives as well, right? You're a creative as an energy worker. You're creative. You're a creative as a yoga teacher, as a coach. You have a creativity to you birthing something out into the world that is going to support other people in their transformations, right? So I think this applies that creativity is coming from like the universe. We get these little ideas. They're they're, the little drops that drop into your consciousness and you consider it, right? You're like, oh, this sounds like a great idea. And, you know, I've implemented this teaching that she talks about um, in my life. And I always pass this wisdom on to my clients. These ideas that we that, that you get that move you, like even if it's for a half a second, right? It creates like an electricity in your body. That is a sign that you are meant to step into that, to expand. And so why do you sit on it? Why do human beings have these bursts of electricity through their bodies with an idea that they have, and then they contract and say, not yet, that they aren't ready, that maybe it's actually not a very good idea to do this? Well, it's very simple. It's your ego. It's that fear part of yourselves that will talk you out of things every single time if you're really not onto it. And so this can really show up in your business in so many ways. So in very simple terms, your brain's evolution has a lot to do with it. I'm going to break that down for you guys in a couple of seconds. So I wanted to just talk about my, my mastermind for, as an example, right? So it supports newer business owners from the beginning, let's say signing their first few clients to creating the foundation and the structure all the way up to their six figure business. Now, that may be an idea that a lot of people have. A lot of yoga teachers and energy workers and coaches want to be full-time, making a full-time income from their business. They want to be an entrepreneur that can provide for their livelihood through their service-based business. Lots of people have that idea. 
Lots of people want that. They have that desire. But having that idea, having the desire, wanting it is very different from taking actions towards that desire. So I had a bunch of consults over the past month for the mastermind. And so many of my clients were like, yes, it was like the quickest consult I've ever had in my whole life. (laughs) And there were a few who wanted to be a yes. There's a difference. There were a bunch that were yes. And then there were a few that wanted to be a yes. But stepping into that expansion is scary. It was scary, I'm sure, for all of them. And it's meant to be scary. It has to be. If it's not challenging you, it's not changing you and you're not expanding. I never assume that my clients aren't ready for that expansion or that they can't do it. Of course they can, but they have to be ready for that change and expansion and the fear that is natural to come up with it and to understand that the fear in and of itself doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it other ways now that this can come up in your marketing. So I want you to think about that, right? Is there a decision, an investment that you wanted to make in your business that is your hold, it's holding you back, right? You, you've had this desire, but you haven't stepped through the portal of expansion yet. Other ways that this will show up in your business is in your marketing. So let's just say you have an idea to post something, something that you want to say, but then you edit it, you revise and edit and choose a more quote unquote, safer thing to say. So what ends up happening is your marketing and branding don't have your mark of genius on it or your energy because you are actively censoring yourself, right? Of course, it's scary to say this, to say the thing, to feel vulnerable, like that maybe nobody else is saying or showing up in a way that you worry other people in your, in your group or strangers on the internet might judge you for. Yeah, it's fearful and it's meant to be. That's part of the expansion process. Another way this can come up, I'm only going to give you guys a few, but people pleasing, right? If you are people pleasing in your business, like whether you're a coach or, you know, you're working in a one-on-one capacity, if you're people pleasing in your sessions or in your relationships with your clients. So for example, you might clearly see what your client is doing that is not serving them. But if you're too afraid to just say the hard thing, you are contracting out of fear, right? A lot of times it's like fear, you know, you're doing this if you're like afraid you're going to piss them off or that they might quit and ask for their money back. People pleasing is a form of contraction in your business. It's not expansion. And I can give a lot of other examples, but I think you get the point. That is what is stopping you from that expansion is fear, fear holding you back from expanding in quite a literal physiological way, because your nervous system can go into fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, right? And of course, in an energetic way, you can be contracting fear that is unchecked creates contraction and Marianne Williamson's so eloquently says, your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking. So why do we do it? Right? It doesn't make sense for you to do that. Right? I'm sure you're like, wait, if expansion is the way, then why contract? Why to contract rather than expand? Well, our brains are a very interesting piece of machinery. We have 
two parts of our brain that I'm interested in talking about today. We have our fear brain or what we come to know as our reptilian part of the brain or the primitive brain. And then there's the evolved brain or the prefrontal cortex. So I went to the Googles to make sure (laughs) that I found some really clean, neat definitions about both. So the fear brain, right? There's a model called the triune brain model where essentially the the basal ganglia are referred to as the reptilian or primal brain as this structure is in control of our innate and automatic self-preserving behavior patterns. So that primitive brain, its whole purpose is for self-preservation. So it literally's entire job is to scan the environment for danger in any way that it might think you're going to die and it will send your body into that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn out of a self-preservation model. Okay. It's, 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 it's in charge of what, like our basic human needs, right? So feeding, fighting, fleeing, and reproduction, (laughs) it's going to ensure that you and your species species gets to continue, right? So it's all about self-preservation. That is your fear brain. It takes a lot of actions out of fear because it wants to ensure your survival as well as your spawn. (laughs) Now, the prefrontal cortex is a region of the brain that makes up the frontal area, the frontal lobe. This part of your brain is thought to be involved in higher cognition. So planning, personality, social behavior, right? This is the part of the brain that can have an idea hold the idea, plan it, and set goals, internal goals that you might have, right? It's a completely different part of the brain, has a completely different function. So decisions, this is very important now, guys, decisions that you are making. Now think about this. You're a business owner. You have decisions to make all day long, right? You are the CEO of your company. You are the manager of your company. You are the employee of your company. So you are functioning on these three very pivotal parts of your business. You are making decisions all day long and they can be motivated by thoughtful consideration from your higher brain. So that is that prefrontal lobe, the executive function or fear-based survival instincts from a more primitive mind. When decisions are informed by your higher mind, they are more likely to lead to positive outcomes. Alternatively, decisions driven by survival instincts from the past can hold you back. This is so fascinating and it's everything. When you really come down to thinking about how you are making decisions in your business, And are these decisions coming from that higher brain of planning and having a goal and making decisions that are moving towards your desire, which will lead to your expansion all of the time, right? Or are you making decisions from that fear part of the brain because you are like that part of your brain is worried about quote unquote survival when there's actually nothing to really worry about, (laughs) right? And then you contract because your brain is looking at the past, right? That's what the primitive brain does. It's looking at the past to dictate what's going to keep you safe in this moment. But if you ha- have a goal, 
and by definition, a goal is something you do not have yet, right? Can you really look to the past to inform you on how to get that goal? No. The answer is no. You have to look out. You have to look to the future. And so when you're making decisions that you have for your business, whether that's, you know, to say the thing on social media that you're a little scared to say, or to, you know, just give your client the hard coaching and be willing to risk the relationship, knowing you showed up and served strongly or to invest in your business, right? Those decisions can't come from the person you were yesterday or last year, because if you keep allowing that part of your brain to make decisions for you, you're going to keep getting what you have right now, rather than allowing yourself to feel the fear. The fear is not the problem. It's what you're making that fear mean. It's natural for your brain to fear, but is that fear going to hold you back or are you able to plan things out, to think like the future you that has what you want? Because that is how you will get there. So to go back to what Marion Williamson says, like I really believe her quote is all about expansion and contraction. She says that when, when you actually make that decision to step into your greatness, she says, and as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I mean, if that doesn't move you, right? I mean, that's like right to the heart of it, right? Not only does your stepping into whatever the expansion looks like for you and your business, but it also liberates others. And if you are doing this deep transformational work, which all of you are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're yoga teachers and healers and coaches doing deep transformational work with your clients, right? Think about this. You are really quite literally a walking example of your product. Are you actually a walking example of your product? Are you asking other people to step in and to expand? And then you're not willing to do the same for yourself. Where are you not stepping into your bigness, your next level expansion? Because when you do that, inadvertently, you are giving other people permission to do the very same thing. And so this quote was just everything over the past couple of weeks as I was doing some of my own internal work and thinking about myself and my business and my role as a coach. And I just was very compelled to do this episode. So for those of you who picked up what I was throwing down, (laughs) amazing. And if you're not, come back to this episode and listen again in a couple of months because you might understand it or interpret it a little bit differently. As I said at the beginning, it's not these drops of wisdom that changes. They, They don't change. The words of the same words that I read four or five years ago, I changed. And I have integrated this lesson at a deeper and deeper level and was invited to see my own evolution by the universe so lovingly giving me two invitations to read this quote again. And so I will leave you all with the quote one more time because repetition just allows things to stick. So 
Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. Sorry. And it's not just in some of us. It's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So on that note, keep making those epic shifts. Hey, if you're ready to grow your business, I want to invite you to learn about coaching with me. Set up a time by going to denisefineary.com forward slash consult. We spend one third of our lives at work and it can be purposeful and profitable while having the impact that you want. So until next week, go make some epic shifts. Thanks for tuning in.